latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God on this Thursday, August the 25th, 2022, on the Memorial of St. Louis of France. Please, St. Louis, pray for us. We need we need a good Catholic monarch again, I would say. Uh, so let's pray for another one. Hey, uh, here's a, a, going to be a deeply um, troubling, uh, difficult, might make you a little bit nauseous kind of conversation coming up in this hour, 35 past the hour. Uh, Teresa Marsano is going to be joining us from Concerned Women for of America. Here's the question. Um, with 2.5 tons of fetal human remains being dumped into our waterways, as well as abortifacient chemicals, is our water supply safe? Uh, we're going to have that conversation with Teresa Marsano coming up this hour. So join us for that if you can. 15 past the hour, Father James Martin has backtracked. Uh, he was supporting the scandalous legacy of Archbishop Weekland, but he's deleted and apologized. Uh, we're going to cover that at 15 past the hour. Then Hector Molina is going to join us at the top of the next hour to get a sneak peek on the Sunday gospel to get you ready for your weekend. So you can be praying and meditating upon what our Lord is saying to you this weekend. That's coming up at the top of the next hour. Uvalde School Board has unanimously voted to fire the police chief there after the horrific school shooting. President Joe Biden has uh, said, hey, $10,000 in student loan debt. No worries. Does that mean I get to submit my receipts from, uh, you know, my student loans way back in the day? Do I get do I get any like reimbursement check? I'm just curious. Or is it just the new kids that get all that benefit? A congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, got swatted at her house. That's kind of no fun. And uh, here you go, uh, Rudy Carlos. Let me ask you a question. What do you think is the life expectancy in New York at this point? In New York, uh, hmm, I'm going to say... 68. Well, good news for you is it's not 68. What is it? I used to live there, right? In New York, yeah, just for three months, though. (laughs) Uh, New Yorkers did have their life expectancy drop by 3%. So they're they're down to like 79-ish or 70-something. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm bad at math. Yeah, no, 77. They're they're at 77 years on average right now. But guess what? They are only at number 15 on the list of life expectancy. Could you possibly guess what state has the best life expectancy? California. No. What? Negative. Hawaii. Uh, Hawaii. Hawaii comes in at number one. Guess, can you guess who comes in dead last on the list of 50 states? Uh, let's see here. Florida. Why would you say Florida? Because old people retire there. Yeah, but they like beautiful location, okay. moist um, weather to keep their skin nice. The I mean, youth is in Florida, so yeah, North exactly. Dakota. No, negative. Adrian, any guesses on the last state in the union to have the worst life expectancy? Is it Bama? Close, but no. Okay, North South Carolina. Negative. Mississippi comes in. Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi, but they're still like up in the seventies. I don't know what's what is it with Mississippi that. Would be so like not. It as must good. have something to do with food and mm-hmm. using bad cooking oil. I bet it's the water. You think so? Yikes! I don't know. Pray for Mississippians, I guess. But uh, yeah, f- interesting stories today in the news. We have a lot to cover today. What's on your radar, there, Rudy? 
Well, I got to say, I have mixed feelings about this uh, student debt cancellation here. Uh, <laughs> You're I, like, why not me? I, I like it and I hate it. Uh, so I, I'm conflicted. I think we could talk about it in the after show. Uh-huh. Uh, there's some other interesting news here that I, I think you'll like, Joe. Beef right. prices are going down. Hey, so oh. um, you can put it's the like chicken the away angels, for a bit. It's like the angels singing. Yeah. Can you hear it? <laughs> From now on, it's ribeyes every night. Yeah, baby. Um, Adrian likes more to come. Yeah, praise be to God. Yeah, I like ribeye, but I you know what I don't like? No, I don't like the student loan uh, debt forgiveness. <sighs> come this on, a, man! You know you liked a, paying someone else's student. Mm. You didn't pay your student debt because I, you paid your way through college. <laughs> but right. you like paying for someone else's student debt. I didn't pay a single penny for debt, so yeah. I just paid for it. And the I guess this would be an interesting conversation to have a, a conversation on justice versus mercy mm-hmm. and yeah. why this is not actually mercy. So, and why this is neither justice nor mercy. Very much a bribe for the midterms. All right, well, let's pray. Let's jump in. We have a lot to cover today. Do share us with a friend. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Thursday, August 25th, and here are your headlines this morning. This one's from Breitbart. Biden pours student don't, student debt gasoline on inflation fire. That was a tough headline to read through there. The plan announced by President Biden is actually bigger than the $300 billion program many had expected. Not only gives up uh, $10,000 of student loans for anyone earning under $125,000, it also forgives another $10,000 for recipients of Pell Grants, a student aid program for low-income families. The current timeout on student loans, which was due to expire at the end of the month, gets extended to the end of the year. Since there is no plan to pay for the debt forgiveness with tax hikes or spending cuts, the debt forgiveness will add to the budget deficit. Justin News reports California likely to ban sales of gas-powered cars by 2035. The regulation is expected to be handed down by the state's California Air Resources Board, which is set to vote on the matter today. Currently, 12% of cars sold in California are required to be fossil fuel free. Estimates put the number of fully electric cars on the road and in the U.S. at just under 1%. California is estimated to have nearly 30 million drivers registered within the state who may have to comply with this. And the Epic Times reports beef prices dropped in July as inflation pushed consumers towards cheaper cuts of meat or poultry. Beef prices are declining for now, bringing some relief to American consumers who appear to be lately favoring cheaper sources of protein like chicken due to inflation hikes. Although overall food prices increased by 10.9% in July from the same month last year, the price of uncooked beef steaks fell 1.2% over the same period. Meanwhile, many cattle have been directed to processing plants as ranchers cull the size of their herds due to persistent drought conditions in cattle regions across the country, which is partially responsible for the recent spike in the supply of beef at grocery stores. And the Blaze Report's Zillow says housing prices have dropped for the first time in a decade. An analysis by real estate company Zillow found that housing prices in the United States had dropped for the first time in a decade after skyrocketing in recent years and driving many out of the market for home ownership. 
The fall in pricing follows a report from the National Association of Realtors that said that housing sales had cratered 20% from the previous year in July and 6% from the previous month. Despite the small decline in pricing, the value of a typical home in the U.S. was 16% above its pricing from last year, or an average of uh, about $300,000. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Louis IX. King St. Louis IX was the king of an organic monarchy. He was not a hands-off ruler who abandoned state affairs to his vassals, but rather one who knew his rights and responsibilities and was protective of them. When his vassals sought to confront or diminish his authority, he resisted them to maintain royal power. Nevertheless, he was also a great defender of the feudal lord's autonomy in his fiefs. Once, while visiting a church, noisy patrons of a nearby pub began a ruckus that disturbed his prayer. When asked to give orders that the commotion be stopped, he responded, Tell my men to find the lord of this fief and ask him to restore order. Although it would have been easier for him to give the command directly as king, his respect for feudal customs and all degrees of hierarchy would not allow him to interfere with the local governance. Out of love for the organic nature of society, he scrupulously maintained the feudal structures. St. Louis IX also protected the guilds and made them assent to a rule drafted from custom-based directives. This gave structure to these autonomous organizations. Thus, while supporting every legitimate independent power in his kingdom, he remained its gravitational center. St. Louis even defended his royal power against the Holy See. He confronted the Vatican for interfering in the strictly temporal affairs of France, pressing the issue until it retreated. When this was studied during the process of his canonization, he was vindicated. As a warrior, St. Louis fought on two crusades and died of pestilence in tons. Sick and bedridden, he died defeated and tearful, while the whole world had pity on him. This sad story is historic but not complete. St. Louis was also the king described by Joinville, who departed for the crusade in all his magnificence, dominating his whole army invested from head to foot in brilliant golden armor. When his boat first approached the Egyptian coast, his enthusiasm was such that he could not wait for the vessel to touch land. He threw himself fully armed into the sea and ran ashore to press the attack before his men reached land. This and other actions have immoralized him as a perfect warrior. This image must be considered together with the image of the wounded soldier, sick and suffering, who became ven venerable by imitating the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Only the combination of these aspects can give an adequate image of King St. Louis IX. A prayer to St. Louis by a companion of Joan of Arc shows his heroism. Keep me pure as a lily engraved on your coat of arms. O thou who kept thy word even when given to the infidel. Never allow a lie to pass my lips, even should frankness cost me my life. Man of prowess, incapable of retreat, burn the bridges that lead to my excuses, so that I will always advance toward the most arduous part of the battle. King St. Louis IX, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Matthew chapter 24, verses 42 through 51. Watch, therefore... For you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the householder had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have watched and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore you also must be ready, 
but the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master, when he comes, will find so doing. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eats and drinks with drunken, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and an hour he does not know, and will punish him, and put him with the hypocrites. There men will weep and gnash their teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know that there is a, a typology? Of course, you probably did, but maybe you didn't know this one. Typology of the 12 apostles in the Old Testament. You might be thinking, of course, the 12 tribes. Yeah, that's true. Or the 12 priests on 12 pillars in Exodus 24 who offered the sacrifice and the blood was mingled with God and with the people. Yeah, that's directly quoted in Luke's gospel. I get that. But did you know that there were 12 chief there were 12 stewards one was chief by the way who possessed the keys of the kingdom but there was 12 stewards in the kingdom of solomon whose job it was to feed the people of the house of solomon did you know that that's in first kings chapter 4 verse 7 solomon had 12 officers over all israel who provided food for the king and his household each man had to make provision for one month in the year well that's fascinating stuff isn't it considering that our lord is speaking to his disciples a grave warning for them and for those that would succeed them in the office of bishop the millstone is great and heavy, and you must be careful. St. Hilary would say, Though the Lord, given above a general exhortation to all in common, to unwearied vigilance, yet he adds a special charge to the rulers of the people, that is, the bishops of watchfulness, in looking for his coming. Such he calls a faithful servant, a wise master of the household, careful for the needs and interests of the people entrusted to him. Close quote. St. Hilary, pray for us. Pray for the bishops. Because if they get lackadaisical, enjoying the fact that they master has been long delayed and has not yet come back, maybe they get drunk, maybe they beat the inhabitants of the house. Pray for them because hell is real and people go there. Let's pray for their souls too. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Talk is coming up next. Protestants often think that the difference in the Greek words for Peter's name, Petros, and the rock, Petra, in Matthew 16, 18, is evidence against Peter being the first pope. But does this objection deal the death blow that Protestants think it does? Nope. And here's why. First, even in the Greek of the New Testament called Koine Greek, Scholars recognize that there's no difference in meaning. In the IVP Bible background commentary, Craig Keener affirms that these two terms were cognate terms that were used interchangeably by this period. This view is supported by the fact that John tells us in John 1.42 that the Aramaic equivalent of Petros is Cephas, which means rock. So why the difference? Gender. Petros is masculine and Petra is feminine. It makes perfect sense that a feminine noun would not be used for a masculine name. 
I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. It is here where you'll find the best marriage counselor, greatest healer, wisest teacher, and closest friend. It's a place where you'll escape the chaos of the world and find the lasting peace that only comes from God. Jesus is personally waiting to embrace you now with his divine mercy and healing love. Jesus is calling you home to his sacred heart today. I need a mercy. I need a savior. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Teresa Marsano is coming up uh, in the next segment from Concerned Women of America to talk about abortifacient chemicals and human waste being dumped into our waterways every year to the tune of 2.5 tons and more. Is our water safe? And why are we doing that? That is uh, not only disgusting, but uh, really reprehensible. And we're going to get the story there with Teresa coming up. So join us if you can. And don't forget, top of the next hour, Hector Molina will be our guest to discuss the Sunday's gospel, to get you ready, prepared, so that when you go into Holy Mass, you're like, you're tuned in in a way that nobody else is. That's coming up. Join us if you can. But there are, as I say, lots of stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I'm sure they are to you as well. And we talked about a bit of this story earlier when the, the news came in that Archbishop Rimbert Weekland had passed, uh, he passed, uh, I think it was Monday, if I'm not mistaken, but he's got a very complicated history. Um, he covered up sexual abuse. He paid off one of his, his lovers. It turned out that after he was ordained a bishop, he began having homosexual relationships, and after his retirement, being replaced by Dolan, uh, then Archbishop Dolan, now Cardinal Dolan, in 2002, he basically said uh, the church should teach it, change its teaching on homosexuality. He thought it should be fully embraced. He wants female priests, the whole nine yards. I mean, this was decades before the German Synod kicked off and has been promoting these things. And uh, we pray for his the repose of his soul. Uh, we pray that he, he died fully repentant and, re- and reconciled. We do not know the state at his passing. We can only pray for him. But this, uh, this was interesting because Father James Martin uh, initially came out on Twitter in favor of Archbishop Weekland, but has since deleted his, his tweets and even issued an apology. So what is the story here? Breitbart picks up the story, which I find fascinating that Breitbart's paying attention to the, uh, to the Catholic drama sphere on the Twitterverse. But here's the headline out of Breitbart. It says, Liberal Catholic priest Father James Martin apologizes, deletes tweet, defending bishop who protected sex abusers. The article says, liberal Jesuit Catholic priest Father James Martin, whose teachings regularly undermine church doctrine on homosexual acts and transgenderism, has apologized and deleted his tweet eulogizing a former archbishop who protected sexually abusive priests. Quote, dear friends, this is Father James Martin speaking, dear friends, I've deleted my original tweets about the death of Archbishop Weakland, which did not address his cover up. Of abuse cases, which I condemn. I also apologize for asking for people to consider whether their friends have ever sinned, which seemed like equating covering up the crimes of sex abuse with everyday sinfulness. So I apologize and condemn his actions and have deleted those tweets, close quote, Father Martin on Wednesday. goes on to say, and may he rest in peace. 
That's fascinating. Um, that's a pretty good apology, I would say, overall, on the whole. Uh, okay, that's uh, that's good news. But what's really behind it all? The article goes on to say, on Monday, former Milwaukee Archbishop Rembert Weekland died at the age of 95, a cleric whose legacy became mired in scandal after he retired in disgrace in 2002 upon revelation that he paid $450,000 in and hush money to a former male lover of his who had threatened to go public with the affair. Weakland's legacy was further tarnished in 2009 when the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported that he had shredded copies of reports profiling abusive priests as he shuffled them around his diocese without warning parishioners. That's pretty serious stuff. Quote, former Milwaukee Archbishop Rembert Weekland routinely shredded copies of weekly reports about sexual abuse by priests, according to formally sealed testimony turned over to Milwaukee County's district district attorney on Thursday. Close quote, the outlet reported. Going on to say. In a 1993 deposition, Weekland admitted destroying copies of the report in his office. According to a partial transcript of the deposition released by Survivors Network of those abused by priests, it added, Weakland later addressed the issue in his autobiography by claiming, get this, pay attention, this is interesting. Now, Weakland later addressed the issue in his autobiography by claiming he did not know that sexual abuse of minors to be a crime. I want, I want to let that sink in. Just for take that all in for a second. The Archbishop of Milwaukee at the time uh, did not know that abuse of minors, sexual abuse of minors, was a crime. Quote: We all considered sexual abuse of minors as a moral evil, but had no understanding of its criminal nature. Close quote. Weekland wrote. <clears throat> now uh, the disconnect there, the schizophrenia there is so profound that I don't even know where to begin. I mean, like, okay, let's just assume for the, let's assume the best of Archbishop Rembert Weekland, God rest his soul. Uh, let's just say that he did not know it was an actual crime. I find it incredibly hard to believe that that's true, but nonetheless, let's just pretend that that is. He did not know. He did say it was a moral evil. This is horrible. We shouldn't be doing this. But it, is it the law? I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Um, if you are in a situation where you are, you are just apps, like, let's say, take abortion, for instance. Like abortion is actual evil incarnate in the world around us. The the murder of children in the womb. Now, uh, even if it's not legal or not, you would want to do something about that. You would you take an action, right? Like, for instance, you you might even out of pure naivety, call the cops and say there is an evil going on. There is a murder going on. And maybe then they would say, hey, you know, that's <laughs> it's illegal or they're allowed to kill those babies. And you'd be like. What? It's crazy. And your mind would be blown. Did he call the cops? Did he, hey, there is abuse of minors going on. This is absolutely horrible. We got to do something. And the cops would like blow his mind by saying, hey, I don't know if that's legal or not legal. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a real disconnect here to, to make some rationale, some excuse to say you didn't know it was a crime. You, you covered it up by destroying documents. You pretty much knew it was, a, it was an issue. And you chose willfully to hide it and to allow these predator priests to be shuffled off to abuse even more people in the process. The article goes on to say Peter Isley, Midwest director of the Survivors Network of Those Abused by Priest, said that the weakland that weakland either lied or deceived himself. Quote, it's beyond belief. 
He's either lying or he's so self-deceived that he's inventing fanciful stories, close quote, Isley said. These have always been crimes. Yeah, duh. Where's my duh button? I I need my duh button. Uh, Quote, Archbishop Rembrandt Weekland has died. And this is now going back to Father Father Martin's original tweet here. Um, It says, quote, Archbishop Rembrandt Weekland has died. An erudite scholar, gifted pastor, and Benedictine abbot primate. His legacy was marred by revelation that he paid money to a man with whom he had been in a relationship. I consider him a friend and mourn his loss. May he rest in peace, close quote, Martin tweeted on Monday. So that's the tweet he has since deleted and apologized for. When pressed on Weakland's role in covering up the sexual abuse of children, Father Martin uh, leapt to his defense. Quote, have your friends ever done anything sinful? Close quote. Well, sure. Absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, we are concupiscent. We have, we have a concupiscent nature and we are inclined to sin constantly throughout our day. The question is not have we sinned, is have we covered it up? Have we lied about it? Have we lied and deceived ourselves, let alone other people? Have we pretended as though our sins are not actual sins, but really are okay and normal? Like normalizing uh, attraction to minors. Instead of using pedophile, they're saying minor attraction now. You see it uh, on talking heads, experts, psychologists, teachers, and the like all the time. This is grooming uh, on a national and an international scale. And people who rationalize this behavior, rationalize a nor- normalizing homosexual activity, uh, is is not good. If there's a big, vast difference between my friends, myself included, my family members who uh, commit sins, go to confession, beg God for mercy, are reconciled, receive His grace, and are restored in in the order of grace, and people who just act like it's no big deal and it's normal. Vast difference. Apparently, Father Martin didn't catch that nuance there. The article goes on to say, though Father Martin's followers faithfully defend him at every turn, even when he appeared to defend the use of puberty blockers in in children with gender dysphoria issues, Catholics of all persuasions, right, left, trad, former, etc., piled on him in an unprecedented backlash. Which, you know, I actually don't wish that on anyone. But nonetheless, it is an issue. Now, here's what the National Catholic Register also said, and they pointed out Father Martin's tweet of apology uh, for uh, for not more clearly discussing Archbishop Weekland's failures soon pivoted to a discussion on mercy. He says, and this is Father Martin again, quote, I was also surprised by Catholics saying not only that they could never be friends with someone like that, but that he should rot in hell, close quote, Father Martin wrote on August the 23rd, quote, I take seriously Jesus' scandalous friendships with sinners and tax collectors, and consider Archbishop Weakland a deeply sinful man, a friend. The heart of Jesus' message is that no one is beyond God's infinite mercy, not even the murderer, not even Rempert Weakling, close quote. And I agree with you, uh, 100%. <clears throat> kind of awkward, I never thought I would say I, would, I agree with Father Martin, but I have to say, I agree with Father Martin in that no one is beyond the pale of God's mercy. No one including uh, Rembert Weekland, And you know what? That gives me personally incredible hope that I have a chance. Praise be to God that God's mercy is so good, so incredible, so vast, so deep, so rich, that he would forgive even me, knowing full well what I have done to him. 
that's a powerful message. I agree. But in his message, in the subtlety, in the nuance of what Father Martin is saying here, friendships with tax collectors and sinners. Our Lord did sit down with the tax collectors, and he was uh, rebuked for doing so. But notice that any, every single time that our Lord sits down with sinners, tax collectors or otherwise, it's not as though he's endorsing their sin. It's not as though he's regular, regularizing what they do wrong, but rather he is calling them to conversion. Yes, of course we should be friends with people like Archbishop Rembert Weakland, but that friendship should lead to discipleship, and that discipleship should lead to their total conversion. They're, they're coming back into the fullness and the relationship with God, to a restoration through, uh, through repentance, confession, through penance, not normalizing, rationalizing, and pretending that, that wrong is right and right is wrong. That is not at all what our Lord does in the gospel. And we should take note and be reminded that today's gospel on this feast of St. Louis uh, of France, an incredible Catholic monarch, we should take note that those bishops, those successors to the apostles, those stewards of the house, their warning to them is graver than the warning to the lay folk. Because as they become slothful, lazy, lying, rationalizing, they face hell itself. This is the warning of our Lord and the gospel today. Why? Because he hates them? Because he wants to see them burn? No! Because he wants to see them in the beatific vision. He wants to see them in heaven forever. And as lay faithful, what is this message? We must endure to the very end the wheat and the tares. We must endure the hypocrites. We must endure the abuses. We must endure the scandals until the very end when our master finally returns and makes justice great again. Let's pray for our bishops. The millstone is heavy. We'll be right back. Instead of fighting the crowds, isn't it so much easier to hop online and do your shopping in the comfort of your own home? Did you know that you can help the Guadalupe Radio Network when you shop online? All you need to do is shop on Amazon Smile and 0.5% of your purchase goes to the GRN. Just go to AmazonSmile.com and select La Promesa Foundation as your nonprofit of choice. La Promesa is the parent company of Guadalupe Radio. It's that simple to give a little extra help to the Guadalupe Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church is just a bunch of rules and regulations and do's and don'ts and it's against freedom? G.K. Chesterton says, Catholic doctrine and discipline may be walls, but they are the walls of a playground. Freedom exists only within the rules. The greatest act of freedom is obedience, not disobedience. Breaking the rules never makes us happy and certainly does not make us free. God's rules are for our good, not to restrict us, but to protect us. That is how the truth makes us free. Chesterton says that while the church has established rule and order, the chief aim of that order is to give room for good things to run wild. You want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now more headlines. Breitbart reports, Texas bans BlackRock and other financial firms over ESG energy crisis. 
Glenn Hagar, the state comptroller, published a list of the financial companies that will be prohibited from entering into most contracts with state and local governments. The environmental, social, and corporate governance movement has produced an opaque and perverse system in which some financial companies no longer make decisions in the best interest of their shareholders or their clients, but instead use their financial clout to push a social and political agenda shrouded in secrecy, Hagar said in a statement. And if you're curious about what ESG scores are or ESG movement,、uh, we have several videos on this topic. Just search for it on our YouTube page. Look up Catholic Drive Time. Epic Times reports growing fears over food security and price hikes as severe droughts hit crop production around the globe. 42 U.S. states are experiencing moderate to severe dry weather. Moreover, record-breaking hot summer temperatures, coupled with extended drought in most of Europe, the United Kingdom, China, India, and parts of Latin America, as well as the African Horn countries, have amplified a growing instability within the food chain. More than 18 million people are at risk of starvation due to crop shortages in the Horn countries. Further, shortfalls in grain shipments from places like Europe and China will make an already harrowing situation much worse. So prepare for that. LifeSite reports Tennessee's last three abortion facilities will close by the end of the month. The state's ban on abortions once a heartbeat can be detected led Planned Parenthood in June to stop committing abortions in the state. The remaining abortion providers include Bristol Regional Women's Health Center. Which ends abortion services、uh, on Wednesday, which was yesterday. Carefem and Mount Juliet, which also is to end abortion services, and the Memphis Clinic. All three will stop abortions by today, which is the date that the trigger ban on abortions goes into effect. The state's ban on abortion could save nearly 10,000 babies every year, according to an analysis from the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. And the Daily Wire reports Uvalde school board votes unanimously to fire police chief Pete Arredondo. The Uvalde school board voted unanimously on Wednesday night, yesterday, to immediately fire police chief Pete Arredondo. The disgraced police chief refused to attend the meeting because he was scared for his safety. Arredondo was placed on leave last month as criticism against him mounted、uh, when more details came out about the police response to the shooting, in which a lone gunman killed 19 children and two teachers. Nearly 400 law enforcement officers responded to the scene of the of the shooting, but the shooter remained in the classroom for 77 minutes before officers breached the room and killed him. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things.、Uh, thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. We appreciate that. Joining us right now by Zoom chat is Teresa Marsano, a pro life advocate. And、uh, we're talking about、uh, a conversation that may make you a little bit squeamish, to be honest with you, because I think most Americans probably live somewhat naively about this subject, and that's about our waterways and how safe they are,、uh, especially in regards to、uh, board of fish and chemicals and human waste, human parts being dumped into our waterways to the tune of 2.5 tons a year. It's a pretty significant issue. Good morning to you, Miss Marsano. Good morning. We, well, thank you for being on with us. We're very grateful for your time today.、Um, one of the fascinating facts about this topic is the that the abortion is shifting in America. Obviously, the Dobbs case was a huge shift, but it's shifting from clinic-based abortions to pill-based abortions in a more significant way. Can you give us maybe some stats on that? Where are we at with chemical-based abortions right now? Okay, so. Uh, thanks for having me on. This is、uh, something we really need to bring to everybody's attention.、Uh, this has been a long incremental project on the abortion industry's、uh, efforts, and that is to, you know, shift from、uh, the office 
and offload not only the medical care back onto the woman by herself, but also offload medical waste because uh, it's very difficult for them to get at Stericycle or others to, um, to uh, you know, deal with the, the babies because uh, we all know that, that they should be dignified uh, dis- disposition, we call it. So what's happened is it went from, you know, 13% of, of uh, abortion. It's only supposed to be early, which is first trimester. It's only legal, or excuse me, FDA approved, up to 10 <laughs> weeks. So about 90% of abortions are in that time frame. And it went from 13%, 35, two years ago reported. Now last year, we're behind a year. Uh, Guttmacher uh, claims 54%. I'm going to say that that average is probably closer to 70 plus. Wow. And there's uh, so much online, black market, over the border that we don't even, that aren't even reported. California doesn't report many of the bigger states. So California alone, uh, that the numbers, there's no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to know. But let's just say we work work with the numbers that Guttmacher reports. So we're looking at 500,000 babies chemically aborted into toilets across America last year. Last year. Just last year. That is horrific. Yeah. So the 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 ton the 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 number you use the two and a half tons that's just Florida last year. Florida alone. Yeah. What is it on a national scale? I hate to ask the question. What is it on a national uh, scale? Uh, 625 tons. 625 over, tons. Yeah. So, you know, so, so we have to remember that when, uh, when there's an, a, a, you know, an abortion, it's not just the baby. It, it's, you know, the other tissues that come out. Um, it's a lot. And, uh, you know, in a, inside of a clinic, you know, they're careful. They have the catch. They have the tubes. They have the you know, containers, and then they rinse, and then they package, and then they put it in red bags. And some, most states now, uh, babies are interred or cremated. Um, some states still incinerate. I mean, what could be more sacrilege than treating babies as medical waste mm. is treating them as sewage. Yeah, yeah. So that was that Oof. was the heartbreak for me. And it was in, in adoration, Lord, what can I do? You know, and uh, and uh, he, you know, he blessed me with uh, a little image of Our Lady in the sewers picking up the babies. You know, it's kind of like the Pieta, you know, will you help me? Mm-hmm. And that was back in 2016 when they went to 10 weeks, you know, and we all wear our little our little 10 week pins. Right. And it's the feet of a of a ten week old baby, and there's ten toes and ten fingers and amen. You know the heart's beating, and she has every organ. She just needs to grow, right? Yeah. So these aren't blobs of tissue that they say, or you know, clumps of cells. And and you know, anyone who is in the business has to kind of turn their their brain yeah. off. You know, so yeah, I don't want anyway, to get the numbers are awful. I, yeah, that's over 600 tons a year of, of uh, babies going into the toilet, essentially, and into our waterways is abhorrent and yeah. disgusting to me. And I don't want to get more graphic, but but essentially, just so that we can all understand what we're talking about here, they uh, they give the pills to these right. mothers, they take them at home, and if you've seen 
Abby Johnson's movie, then you can get a sense of what it's like. And they go through this experience uh, without help, without any, you know, buddy, the, anybody there to like make sure things are okay or normal or whatever. And they go through this experience all on their own. And everything goes into the toilet, including the chemicals. What is the impact on the waterway? So we, we have to look at it a couple of different ways. Why do we um, have medical waste rules? Because it's infectious material. And the standard, they call it uh, universal precaution, is if it can be infectious, we treat it as if it is. So, you know, in a clinic, all the, the, they have their PPE on and all this. But at home, uh, they're using towels and, and, like you say, the toilet. So along the waterways, we have uh, employees, we have sanitation workers that are exposed because these babies, they clog the grates. And we've seen the number of sewage overflows, even in Orlando, just alone in the last five years. I mean, it's just gone up. So, so what we're trying to do is trace and see where those numbers are coming up, because this is something that I thought had already been tested, had already been looked at because it was happening every day. Mm. And when I started talking about it, it became evident that no, no one's been looking at it. So when I look back into their plan back in 2000, before the pill was even approved, uh, their legal eagles said, you better watch it. You know, you're going to be responsible for this because you're, you're prescribing the pill. You're generating Okay, but what they've done is they've sent the woman home mm. and, and, and with that comes an exploitation of the woman, right? So she's embarrassed to call. She's embarrassed to what's going on. She hasn't expected what's happened to her body and so and what's happening in her bathroom. So these 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 babies go through and just logically without getting graphic on your drive time show, but um you know, there's a process of what goes in the toilet where it goes, right? Mm -hmm. And so even if, let's say, the babies get through the grates and through the sewer systems and through the lift and pump systems and through and in through the bar screens at the headwaters of the treatment plant, then they're processed into the water. Oh, my. They're processed into biosolids. Everything that goes in comes out somewhere. Either it comes out as water, as effluent, or it comes out reclaimed into our faucets or our irrigation. And, and in California, you know, it's toilet to tap. Hold that thought. So, so, Hold that thought. I'm sorry. We're right up against a break here. Oh, okay, sure. uh, we're going to take a very quick break. And we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Teresa Marsano, Concerned Women for America, uh, Concerned Women of America, and a pro-life advocate about this incredibly horrific story about our waterways being contaminated with with humans, with babies, and the chemicals, and what that means. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. What is the life expectancy of any human organization to exist under one rule of law? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, the deceit of dominance. Kingdoms, empires, and societies all come and all go. Why? Moral decay, a blind eye, and defiance to the order of a civil society. Secondly, history. Kingdoms such as the Persians, the Greeks, the Ottomans, even the Roman Empire made it for around a thousand years, but soon they all find themselves failing, imploding, and 
and finally splitting. Ah, but there's one that has survived, the Catholic Church, and under one rule of law. And thirdly, my take, a promise. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would infuse the apostles with a divine glue that would hold his church together. It is a human impossibility that the Catholic Church would persist through time, terror, and trouble. Well, the Rolling Stones have lasted 60 years, the Atlanta Braves about 150, the teetering Southern Baptists about 180, but we're still here 2,000 years later, and the best is yet to come. Find me online at Smarty Pants Catholic Evangelism. Hi, this is Dr. David Anders from EWTN's Call to Communion. I believe that the Ministry of Catholic Radio is one of the greatest tools we have in the church for evangelism today. I hear from people all over the world on a daily basis who have encountered Christ in the Catholic Church for the first time by listening to Catholic Radio. Please support the Ministry of Catholic Radio today. Support Guadalupe Radio Network. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Boy, this is a tough, tough, tough subject to discuss. Teresa Marsano is our guest, pro-life advocate. We're talking about the atrocity, sort of the quiet, uh, not discussed, atrocity, uh, not only of abortion, but the fact that the that these babies to the tune of 500,000 babies a year being flushed into the our waterways as well as the chemicals that made that happen and it's uh, disgusting on a scale i can't begin to wrap my head around it made me think welcome back to the show uh, teresa I, I, a couple of things i thought of over the break number 1 is uh, i used to have communication with a guy who worked in the pharmaceutical business and he told me the dirty secrets of uh, how back in the day, uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies would run brothels in third world countries, abort their babies, and then import them for medical research on the down low, uh, which disgusted me. And he also told me how many men who worked on contraceptions at those companies would uh, would uh, uh, have breast cancer uh, working on these chemicals. These are dangerous chemicals they are they're they're actually out of sixty one chemicals uh, considered a hazardous hazardous to handle and now they're going down our waterways well yeah and so we have to remember that these two pills were created designed just for this purpose and the way that they work is by getting into the tissue into the blood system of the woman and then into the tissues so the tissues that are that come out are laden with the chemicals you see so 80 percent of the chemical they, they do a radioactive test on the chemicals when they approve them and 85 percent comes out Wow. So, so we're, what we don't know is the retention in the tissues. But this is the thing, Joe. This was their job to do at the FDA when they approved these drugs and when they approved the, the protocol. You see, it wasn't just that they approved the drug. They actually approved the combination. That's how they got away with bringing in this second drug mm. that is so poisonous. And, you know, it's the same manufacturers as the Zyklon B gas. In, you know, so we, we have to realize who, who the, who's behind it, right? Mm, yeah. We recognize him. His name is Satan. This is so demonic because no one could create this, right, other than the, the evil one. No one's going to mock our Lord, the image of these babies or these women. And, again, they're so ashamed and, and embarrassed that they don't speak up. So we're starting a group so that these women can come forward. And and like I said, I thought it all been looked at before. I'm just finding out it has not. 
So we don't know what the effect is, but what we're doing is trying to get some help legally to say that we need to stop this. The power of the people say, no, you don't have my permission to flush your private medical waste into my public utility, mm-hmm. into my water resources, and the environment alone. In Florida, the, in, the upper half of uh, Indian River is black. There's nothing growing there. I oh. traced up, there's five uh, tertiary or not tertiary plants, only secondary treatment. They just rinse and pour back into the river. Wow. What's in there? What's in there? And so uh, we gotta, we gotta just get a whole team mm. together and that's where we're starting. So I can't thank you enough, Joe, for having us on and, and Jerome for connecting mm. us and just doing the best I can to get the word out there and students for life is working on it. Um, that's great. We've got some lawyers working on it. Uh, can't to talk. You know, they're just building it because we need to get water keepers on this, the environmental groups, you know. But but yeah, and if I can just well, jump in here, Teresa, oh, you know, sure. there's um there's a lot of talk from environmentalists. You know, they'll talk about plastics getting into the water. They'll talk about uh, yeah. um, the clothing that you wear, all the synthetic materials that, you know, once you wash them, they go into the waterway. But there's not a lot of talk about this particular issue. And in fact, when I got the email that you were interested in coming on the show, it was fascinating to me because I'd never heard anything about this. And I'm wondering if you know if there's any studies or anything that have been done that document <laughs> the kind of effect that these chemicals have on uh, people who are drinking the water, for example. You know, uh, just as a, a quick aside, most people are familiar with Brita filters. Uh, Brita filters will filter out uh, certain types of chemicals and compounds and stuff, but they don't filter everything. So somehow or another, we're still receiving any of the, the chemicals that are that are being dispensed through this process, wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, that, that is true, Rudy. And uh, we, we don't, you know, we're just getting started. If we look at logically the retention in the tissues, we have some serious problems. This is the deal. When we talk about the plastics, we're talking about nanoparticles. Mm -hmm. When we're talking about human tissue, it's residual tissue. Okay, so it's bigger, like by the millions. So, you know, uh, uh, Dr. Pat Castle with Life Runners, he's finally helping us out scientifically. He's a nanochemical engineer specialty. Same thing. You know, didn't even think about it. Figured that someone was doing, you know, that no, they're catching the babies. No, they're not. Mm. Miskits, uh, miscarriages, we do, and that's what we're going to have to require of these women, uh, of of the pill dispensers. If the pill goes out, so does a catch kit. It's got to come back. There has to be accountability for it. Mm. Um, we can't have this going on. The uh, chemicals alone. But the tissues, you know, we worry about the tainted vaccines. Well, I, I have to only drink water that comes from certain areas now, mm. because even the bottling, bottling companies, Oof. one of the biggest in California, is filling the water bottles out of recharged water from a wastewater plant. Oh. So, I mean, it, it's a serious thing. So as Dr. Pat Castle says, it's it's probably clean, but they're in there. 
Mm. Yeah, think about oh, the livestock that are also drinking this the, water. But the crops, the biosolids go on our crops. It's fertilizer. You're right. buying oh, the bag at Lowe's. Or how about your shower when you're taking your shower? But, it's unfiltered. So, I, oh, my goodness. That, God, that's his... God's put us on a mission then, you know. And so anybody out there that can, you know, help with this, we're at, we, we, uh, I only have a... Uh, uh, email now. I mean, we've got to set up a website, I suppose, and all that, but it's Jen, G-E-N 410, Jen 410 at me M-E, because um, I went through protons because we're going to be sending documents back and forth, um, mm. but it's really important. There's someone out there that can help with this. Well, anybody you know, who wants to uh, help can certainly contact yeah. us here, and we'll we'll, we'll facilitate yes, that, that connection for sure. Adrian? Yeah, okay. you know, I'm just, this is just absolutely like flabbergasting this whole situation. I'm just like, like it's almost, it's almost unbelievable if it wasn't so consistent with everything that happens with the abortion industry. But the, the other question, despite the fact that this is just like horrific on a number of levels is the, and I know we touched on this a little bit already, the, the health issues that causes people, we were talking off air a second ago about like, is this maybe this is why we're having increases in in and different and miscarriages and autism and fertility issues and all these different things and Rudy mentioned earlier that we talk about uh, microplastics in our water and how that's affecting our health what what is uh what are the what are the effects beyond the fact that this is just a grave moral evil what else do we have to be concerned about yeah so so one of the things we have to worry about here is uh, the fact that they give these women now this take home, the no touch. They give them an extra four pills, eight pills, in case it doesn't work over the weekend, save them a trip back to the pharmacy. What are happening to those pills? Are they just flushing them if they oh, don't I... use them? Then we have a serious problem, right? Yeah. Bir- so Birth um, defects have been... A major issue as a result to this contaminated waterways, and as you mentioned before, uh, crops, livestock, all of that. And, you know, someone on our chat box was saying, you know, well, you need spring water. Well, they clean they clean treatment facilities, and then they dump them into springs and rivers yeah. to, the, to the water cycle. So even that wouldn't be a solution around this. Yeah, spring water isn't spring water. Sorry, mm. guys. I hate to delude you, but you're so right. You know, um, most of the sources say spring water from a local source or something, you know. Right. Um, but uh, aside from that, we, we have to realize that we must protect the dignity and the humanity of the child. Amen. And I think that's uh, that's why, you know, Satan always rears his head so that you know God can show us mm-hmm. the demonic behind it. And that is that he's force feeding us. You know, Deuteronomy says, if you don't stop the evil, I'll, I'll you'll be eating your own. I'll feed you the fruit of your own womb. Oh, yikes! You know, so, quite literally. So we yeah. started. Yeah. So, so, so Genesis four ten started because of the sign I saw. I was I was on a pilgrimage with Our Lady Guadalupe praying at centers, and it was just this flash, flash, flash. Was look up, look up. Uh, real quickly, what do you what do you drink? How do you what do you drink and what do you how do you use for water? You got about a minute. For me? Yes, for you. What am I doing? 
Like what? Like and how so, do you drink water and things like that? Because like I, I couldn't imagine drinking water after knowing these kind of things. Like what right, do you so use? I, I have done research on which bottles of water to drink, and also like you say, the Brita does take tissue out, and Praise so that is God. safe. It is what, the safe. What 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 brand of water bottle do you drink from? Should I say so? I'm yes. Okay. I mean, yes. please. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to drink from yeah. a contaminated <laughs> source. Fiji water. There's one. There's one called uh, Pure, and and it's through Zeph. But but uh, also um, the Niagara has moved away from California. It's very interesting because they bottle thirty percent of the bottle of water. Uh, the, their process. Mm. Uh, I'm tracing their other uh, sources mm-hmm. because that was the one that was actually pulling up out of the wastewater. So, wow. Uh, we have to be really careful, and I don't want to say until we know which brands, because I don't want to sure. you know, blackball everybody, but That's just fair. look at the sources. That's really important, yeah. and we're, I guess we have to work on that too, right? We got um, a lot but, to work on. Oh, my heavens. Yeah. Well, we're just about out of time here. So, Teresa Marsano has been our guest. Uh, what a difficult topic to talk about for sure. Listen, Listener, if you want to connect with her, be a help to her in any way, you can always contact us here at the Catholic Drive Time, which is all linked up on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT, and we'll facilitate that connection back to Teresa. But, uh, you know, I once had to swim through a water treatment facility during a hurricane uh, rescue thing that I was a part of, and uh, the stuff in the water, disgusting beyond belief. And uh, so we must be very careful about what goes into our water, because a lot of very gross things do. Teresa, God bless you. God love you. Thank you for your time today. God bless you, too. All right. Uh, We'll have to have her back. But uh, that's going to do it for hour number one. Pray fast and do penance and watch what you're drinking, I guess, is the answer to that. And get a a water filter for your house. Hey, coming up at the top of the next hour, Hector Molina is going to be on. We're going to talk about the Sunday gospel. Get you ready for Mass this weekend. Until then, or until tomorrow, God bless you. God love you. And we'll see you tomorrow. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. When it comes to screens and our kids, we parents have a default response. Turn it off and go outside. But have we ever given that advice to ourselves? The first step in helping our children manage technology is to look at our own use of screens. I have to ask myself, how much time do I spend on my phone? Am I spending all my evenings on the computer? Am I a good model for my child or teen when it comes to screens? The time suck of technology is one of the major concerns that parents bring to us. And the first thing we tell them is that we parents have to start with ourselves. If it's a challenge for us to limit technology, how much more challenging will it be for our children, tweens, and teens? Our own struggle should give us empathy with them as we help them manage the challenge of technology. To download our free and newly updated resource on screens and your kids, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Do you really believe in a secret catching away of the church called the rapture? The pages of your Bible are empty of that type of talk. So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, solid biblical doctrine is time-tested. This rapture idea got its wheels rolling by John Darby in about 1830. I mean, have you heard of a third coming? You know you haven't. 
Secondly, God's nature. There's no reasonable premise in Scripture, let alone in moral reasoning, for the results of a rapture scenario such as this. A Christian pilot is yanked, raptured, out of his jet, while scores of the remaining passengers who are not Christians violently crash to their death. Meanwhile, said pilot is basking in the presence of God. This is absurd, and believe me, this is preached day in and day out. Thirdly, bad fruit. The preacher at your church says, Tonight, don't you be left in that pew alone while that person next to you gets raptured straight up into heaven. That, my friend, is folly with no foundation. Are you on the CDT Insider email list? Hi, Joe McLean here. And every week I send you cool stuff straight to your inbox, goodies that you're not going to want to miss. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT and get signed up today. Hi, I'm Denise Majeski from Epiphany of the Lord in Katy. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Jesus Christ, welcome back to County Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Uh, I need to Google this. How long can one go before, like, without water, before they die? Like, is that, uh, can I go six or seven months at least, you think? Um, I think you get like three days, four days, or something like that without water. No, Might surely be, you I can think go it's a week. week. I think it's a week. Huh? Rainwater? Maybe rainwater's the answer. You just start collecting rainwater. I, I, I've read things <laughs> too that say that there's forever chemicals in the rainwater now. So uh, I don't know yikes. if anything's safe without filtering it. That was a very difficult conversation. Not because of our guest was difficult. She was great. Teresa Marsano, uh, a pro-life advocate, trying to raise awareness of what's going on with our waterways, our water system, contamination through chemicals uh, from abortifacients and, of course, human remains. Very difficult conversation, to, to say the least. So pray fast and do penance. But if you did miss the conversation and you want to know more, I don't want to repeat some of the things because they're so difficult to say. Especially if uh, if uh, mom and dad are driving the kids to school right now, but you can find the podcast of our show. It's on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. You can find the podcast there. It'll be up in about an hour or so, and it's also available on uh, Google Play, Spotify, as well as the iTunes uh, podcast feed. So you can find it there as well. And if you do find it there, do please leave us a five star review. It really does help us. But also, as I always say, the best way is to download the Guadalupe Radio Network mobile app on your phone. You can do that in your uh, your app store. Look just on iOS or or Android. Just look for the Guadalupe Radio Network. You can download it. It's free. You'll not only get the Catholic Drive Time podcast feed, but you'll also get the, uh, the live local feed of your GRN radio station, your local contact information, programming schedule, and a lot more. Just search for the Guadalupe Radio Network on your app store. Uh, do that today. It's amazing. Hey, also, coming up in just a moment, we're going to have Hector Molina on. Then, of course, at 15 past the hour, we're going to play our game show, Fear and Trilling, which is a lot of fun. But i got to be honest, uh, we've plumbed the depths of, of the Catholic faith at this point in the two years we've been doing this. So, so we're going to ask about cars. I think we're just going to repeat all the questions at this point. Like We, ha- there's, there's, <laughs> I, I, we have literally exhausted... Every aspect of the faith. Wouldn't you say, Adrian, uh, on that? I think pretty sure we've we've nailed it all. There's literally point. nothing else to be known about the Catholic faith. Yeah, I mean, ugh, what can we do now? We have answered so. every question possible. So we're going to repeat. 
I guess, are going to start going through the uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. Catechism. Oh, just wow. ask each each of the questions for mm-hmm. trivia. Just going to be one wow. of the questions in the Baltimore Catechism. I say we go older than that. Let's go Didache. I say we do the Catechism of Pius X. No, Didache is even older. Is Didache in question answer form? Uh, well, we'll make it question. We'll 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 do a dynamic equivalency conversion thing type of thing on the fly. How about that? On the fly, <laughs> yeah. Um, That'd be fun. Fly, McFly. <laughs> hmm. The dedicate was mid, you know, mid fifties A.D. That's pretty early. It's pretty mid, early. It was mid catechisms. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Peter's still passing them out. You know what I'm saying? So uh, still uh, plenty of opportunity there to learn some things. But nonetheless, we will have three Catholic trivia questions for you coming up at fifteen past the hour. So if you would like your opportunity to win some prizes make sure you are ready to dial the digits when i give you the phone number you can of course uh, hedge your bet and call in early by finding that phone number on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt that's grnonline.com forward slash cdt so uh, praise be to god uh jay coke good morning to you my friend he's like can we do user submitted questions oh don't you worry adrian is going to find something probably questions on like subsist or I don't know, deep theological, Thomistic type of things. But uh, the question of the day is, uh, mm-hmm. are SCOTUS Catholics? <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. SCOTUS are Catholics. For legal don't come reasons, after me. That's For legal reasons, that's a joke. For legal reasons, that's a joke. Hey. By the way, good morning to you, uh, our CDT Telegram group. God bless you guys for commenting today. We're looking forward to the after show where we can comment more directly. But joining us right now via Zoom chat is Hector Molina. Good morning to you, Hector. Hector, are you there? I see ya. you. We just got to get them all tuned, tuned on. You, we're not hearing your voice right now. But the Sunday Gospel is coming up, and we thought it'd be fun if we started a new effort to get you ready for Holy Mass on Sunday. And uh, the Sunday Gospel this Sunday uh, in the Nova Sordo Missae is Luke chapter 14, verses 1, and then 7 through 14. And Hector, this is one of his uh, bread and butter items. This is like his wheelhouse here is to dive deep on sacred scripture and uh, and help us to better understand. Hector, can you hear me? Still not hearing Hector. So hopefully we'll get you set up there, Hector, pretty soon. Let me read this to you real quick. It says, on a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. And the people there were observing him carefully. He told the parable to those who had been invited, noticing how they were choosing the places of honor at the table. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not recline at table in the place of honor. A more distinguished guest than you may have been invited by him. And the host who invited both of you may approach you and say, give your place to this man. And then you would proceed with embarrassment to take the lowest place. Rather, when you are invited, go and take the lowest place, so that when the host comes to you, he may say, My friend, move up to a higher position. Then you will enjoy the esteem of your companions at the table. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Then he said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors in case they may invite you back and you have re- and you have repayment rather when you hold a banquet invite the poor the crippled the lame the blind blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous that is the gospel for this coming sunday and hector's still trying to connect to us but uh golly gee whiz talk about humility 
Um, has anybody ever said to either one of you, my brother, come and move up? Anybody ever? Um, no. I haven't no, had the not, pleasure. Like, <laughs> nobody's ever said, <laughs> my friend, please come up and move up. I've had a couple of people say, yeah, mm-hmm, we need cars parked outside. Any chance you could run out there and park the cars for the guests? That'd be amazing. <laughs> a funny story some similar to that actually happened <laughs> to my sister. Uh, my mom worked as – she still works as a, 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 a kind of like a house cleaning business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so occasionally clients will hire her to do parties and stuff like that and cater parties and that sort of thing. And so one day one of her really famous clients uh, invited her over and invited my sister as well. And once my sister got there, she thought she was a guest, but she actually – told my sister to get to work. <laughs> really? It was really embarrassing. Yikes. It was a very weird situation. Yeah, think? I mean, uh, yeah. hello, embarrassment. Uh, well, we've got Hector Molina on. He's on by phone. For whatever nice. reason, the Zoom chat has decided not to work. Good morning to you, brother. Good morning, Joe. How are you? Praise be to God, I am alive, and that counts. How are you? I am blessed, my friend. Today's my birthday. Oh, well, happy birthday, Hector Molina. We should, should we happy serenade birthday. Hector? We, yeah. uh, I tell you what, for, for grace and mercy, we won't serenade you. Yeah, how about that? But hopefully you're going to have a good, what do you do on your birthday? Is it uh, cliff jumping, shark diving? Do you handle rattler snakes? I mean, what does one do on their birthday at your vintage, oh, sir? That is, that is so last decade. I mean, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you're you're into uh what uh like the squirrel suit flying thing you know down mountains like they do uh, i don't know what 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 your flavor is of adrenaline but how about we talk about the gospel instead of uh you know reminiscing about how old we're getting but uh, uh you know the, this issue of humility uh we were just talking yeah. about how i can't think of a time where anybody said hey can you move up and on? I never had that nod before. I have been sent the other way, but uh, what are we should? What should we be focusing on for this Sunday's gospel? Well, as you said, the themes of humility and hospitality. Jesus is dining at the home of a ruler of the Pharisees, someone with great prestige and with a stellar reputation, someone of great influence. And this isn't Jesus' first rodeo. You see, he's dined with the Pharisees before. Actually, in Luke's Gospel, twice before this event, Jesus dined with Pharisees. And in each instance, Joe, it happened to fall on the Sabbath. And Jesus wound up having some very tense and terse words with the Pharisees because they were essentially watching his every move as today's or Sunday's Gospel indicates, they were watching him like hawks because they wanted very much to entrap him. And in the context of this passage, Jesus calls them out. And you'll notice in Sunday's Gospel, there are several verses that are omitted. We begin with verse 1, setting the stage of where Jesus is. But in the intervening verses, Jesus winds up healing a man with dropsy. And that was a big no-no. Jesus, prior in the last chapter, had healed a woman who was infirm for 18 years. He was in the Sabbath teaching, and he was called out for that. And he rebuked, in a blistering way, the Pharisees. Well, here he is once again in the company of the Pharisees, and there's a man with dropsy. What does Jesus do? He says, listen, is it lawful or not to heal a person on the Sabbath? He has history with these Pharisees. He's calling them out. And twice, 
in those verses, they're not able to respond. Deafening silence. They say no comment. We're not going there. Well, Jesus goes ahead and he heals this man with dropsy. Now, what's interesting, unfortunately, the lectionary omits that, but that man with dropsy, he represents the Pharisees. Yeah. You see, dropsy is what we would call edema today. It's a buildup of fluid in the body. And oftentimes with dropsy, it's accompanied with a, 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 an insatiable thirst. But the problem is the more you drink, the worse your condition becomes. And ancient commentators liken dropsy to greed. Mm-hmm. And in this instance, there are many commentators who see in this man with dropsy an image of the Pharisees because they lusted after prestige and honor. They were not humble. They were the opposite. And Jesus watched them jockeying for position who was going to get the best seat in the house, the seat of prestige. And he begins to comment on that. Now, we can't reduce his comments to a mere question of social norms. No, he was talking to them about the virtue of humility. You can't enter the kingdom of God unless you're humble. And this notion of Jesus healing the man with dropsy It's equivalent to the Pharisees who have a condition where they they want to be loved. Who doesn't want to be loved, Joe? But we are addicted, as the Pharisees were back in their day, with with the number of likes that we get on social media. You know, how many followers Mm. do we have? And our happiness, for many of us, is bound up with the opinion of others. And so in that respect, they resemble the man with dropsy who was thirsty but every time he drank, his condition got worse, and that's the image of the Pharisees. The more they indulged their vanity and vainglory, the worse their souls became. And so Jesus takes the opportunity to speak to them about humility and the fact that one has to humble himself in order to be exalted. And I don't know about you, Joe, but I read this gospel, mm-hmm. and it has me written all over it <laughs> because I also struggle with that whole question of pride <clears throat> and of being self-inflated and thinking of myself and, and considering the opinion of others to be so incredibly important. But what humility is, is understanding the truth of who we are, seeing ourselves as God sees us and not as the way others see us, and to seek to glorify God by acknowledging who we are. We are his children, his sons and daughters. We are created in this image and likeness, but we are also sinners. And recognizing our own brokenness before him, that begins the process of God doing something new in us. Amen. Amen. The Venerable Bede would say, whoever being bidden has come to the marriage feast of Christ's church, being united to the members of the church by faith, let him not exalt himself as higher than others by boasting of his merits, for he will have to give place to one more honorable who is bidden afterwards, seeing that he is overtaken by the activity of those who followed him, and with shame he occupies the lowest place. Now that knowing better things of the others, he brings low whatever high thoughts he once had of his own works. But a man sits in the lowest place. Close quote, Venerable Bede, pray for us. Hector Molina, God bless you, my brother. I'm sorry about the connection problem. Hopefully next week, next Thursday, we'll fix that. Check out Hector online, hectormolina.com, hectormolina.com. God bless you. Happy birthday to you, Hector. Hopefully it's going to be a great day. Eat nothing but chocolate today, my friend. You deserve it. All right, we're going to go to a break. We're going to come back, and we're going to play Fear and Trembling. You're going to learn something about Catholic Faith, I promise. 
Call now, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. I have a friend who says that baptism is a symbolic act and that it has nothing to do with salvation. How can I answer him? Simple. Show him what the Bible says. Nowhere does the Bible say that baptism is merely a symbolic act. That passage simply does not exist. But the Bible does say this about baptism. In Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27, it says, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will put my spirit within you. Here in the Old Testament, we have a foreshadowing of New Testament baptism. In the New Testament, Acts 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. No symbolic language here. The book of Acts says, Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Ezekiel says, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from your uncleannesses. The book of Acts says, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel says, And I will put my spirit within you. Do you begin to see how God in the Old Covenant was preparing us for what He gives us in the New Covenant? Acts 22, 16, And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. What body was that? The body of Christ. 1 Peter 3, 21, Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Scripture simply does not support the non-Catholic notion that baptism is symbolic. Scripture does, however, very clearly and directly support the Catholic teaching that baptism saves us, that baptism makes us members of the body of Christ, that baptism washes away sin, and that through baptism we receive the Holy Spirit just as the church teaches. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling. Catholic Trivia Game Show with secrets and agendas. And it's also All Easy Question Thursday which means your chance to win is going to be pretty awesome. You do need to make a phone call. You have to be the first caller to play our game, 877-757-9424. That phone number is 877-757-9424. First caller gets to play the game. Phone lines are open. Waiting for your call now at 877-757-9424. That's 877-757-9424. There are things we do here, and uh, we just appreciate it when you don't go telling the world about all of our agenda items here. But uh, number one, we like to teach the faith. And we look for teachable moments in the questions, which today I don't think you're going to learn anything. Because you probably know every single one of these. I'm just going to be honest with you. But nonetheless, we do look for teachable moments. And then, of course, we laugh. We like to have a good time. We like to chuckle. Uh, we like that good old sarcastic humor, and our, our callers are amazing, especially when they make that phone call at 877-757-9424. Phone lines are wide open. If you want to try to win, you've got a great opportunity right now at 877-757-9424. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which means we incentivize everyone 
You have a good time. You could win some prizes. It's really a winner. Praise be to God. But uh, as I always say, I have three Catholic trivia questions. I do not ask the caller the questions, so they don't need to know the correct answers, but could still win the game. And I will ask Rudy and Adrian instead of the caller, and then uh, the caller will then have 15 seconds, because one of those two guys is going to give us a correct answer. The other is going to give us an incorrect answer. The caller will have 15 seconds to make a decision. Whom do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? But the correct correct answer will go into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what could they win? Praise be to God. Last week, we gave out a CDT prize pack, and a lot of people were asking, how do I get some CDT merch? How do I? You guys have a merch store. You guys have T-shirts. Can I get a mug? We got the hoodie, right? Well, backpack. We're working on that. Uh So far, you Uh cannot get this anywhere. We got the the CDT Tesla. Not yet. What's in our merch store? Nothing. We don't have a merch store yet. What? And that's the point. More people want to get the CDT mug, so we're giving you another opportunity to win a CDT prize pack this week. We're going to autograph the mug, and um, I wish I could say that it would filter your water for you, but it doesn't. <laughs> but it does make your coffee taste 70% better. Really? So if you're drinking some Ooh. some uh, gas station swill, it's going to taste <laughs> at least like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, praise be to God. Which is pretty low. No, in, what? In my no, book, it's the greatest but, coffee known no. to mankind. Uh, maybe McDonald's, maybe you Yankees. Better. You love Dan. You love Duncan. The Boston cream donuts are hard to argue with. All right, uh, praise be to God. Uh, so we're going to give out a CDC prize pack this week. Let's go to the phones. Uh, good morning to you, Monica. Yes. Praise be to God, Monica. Where are you calling from? Oh, calling from McKinney, Texas. McKinney, Texas. Huh. That's, that's like uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, right? Did you? Uh, how was the rain up there? Did you? Is uh, things calm down a bit? Yes, we got some good rain, and the grass is is it's rare. <laughs> it's, it's lovely. We went from desperate drought to monsoon in an instant. I mean, like, <laughs> man, that was rough. Uh, all right, yeah. praise be to God, Monica. Where do you go to church? Oh, Saint Gabriel the Archangel. Saint Gabriel the Archangel. How often do you hear of a church named St. Gabriel the Archangel? Not often, I Yeah, usually argue. they skip over and go to St. Michael. Oh, how about a Raphael? Yeah, Raphael's always, con- Raphael? always, always abandoned. Raphael. I say Raphael because I was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle guy. <laughs> oh, uh, all right, uh, Monica, <laughs> praise be to God. St. Gabriel, pray for us. Uh, do you know the rules to this game? Are you aware of how tricky these two guys can be? Yes, and I, I have to say I'm a, I'm a convert, so I don't know everything. I will do my best, though. <laughs> don't worry. It's all hard question. Uh, mm. What's today? Thursday? Mm. <laughs> mm. What day is it today? <laughs> yeah. Monica, you got this. Okay, I'm your tour guide through this game show. I'm on your side. You can count on me. Let's just uh, keep a weary eye on these other two. Are you ready to play, Monica? Uh, yes, sir. All right, we will start with Team Rudy. Team Rudy, good morning to you. Good morning. Good to have you on board again. Even if you don't have a tie on today. No tie today. No tie today. So I'm noticing a trend here. It's the um, patterned shirts, man. They're hard, are, to, hard to pair. We are correlating the data. It's just, oh. I got a team working on this. Is that right? Charts, graphs, stats. Oh, yeah. It's like, is that part of the inflation reduction plan? This is, like the, this is more like Major League Baseball. Like, we have a whole team working on the stats here. Like Moneyball. Huh. Okay. Uh, but uh, are you ready, sir? I am ready. Praise be to God. Are you sure? Yes. Yay and amen. Are you really sure? Mm, yeah, yeah, 
gotta fake it sometimes. All right, now, you know? go easy now, because oh. Monica's a convert. Welcome okay. home, Monica, by the way. Can you tell me, who was the first martyr of North America? That was Father Jim Bob, who was a Jesuit. Really? Mm-hmm. Father Jim Bob. Hmm. Sounds about right. I don't know. Could be. Reasonable. Yeah. He was from the South. He went up North. Makes sense. Yeah. I could see it. Um... All right, let's just see what uh, Adrian... Adrian, you're from the South. You ought to know this. I am, uh, I am back from the South. Could you tell me, uh, who was the first martyr of North America? The first martyr of North America? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Jim Bob yeah. is, is a good name. Is it's it? It's a good English name. Uh, is it? Uh, mm-hmm. okay. A lot of Southern English Englanders. Said. Yeah. They know the name very well. But I'm going to go with mm-hmm. Juan de Padilla. How's it go? Juan de Padilla. And, and what religious order, one more time, is what religious Father order? Juan de Padilla from? Juan, yeah, I don't, can you I remind don't me? Just, I don't know. Friend Franciscan? Uh, was it Fran, yeah, Fran, How do you say Franciscan? Just, I don't Was it Franciscan? Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> okay. Okay. Monica, you got choices. The first American martyr, North American martyr, was it... Father Juan de Padilla, Franciscan. Why are you going to say it like that? <laughs> or was it uh, Father Jim Bob, SJ? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Monica in McKinney, Texas. What say you? I, I'm really hoping it is right, because otherwise, <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt when you were saying Franciscan. <laughs> I was like, Franciscan! It's okay. OFM! It's okay to admit Franciscan. It's fine. Father Juan Padilla, pray mm. for us. Mm-hmm. In fact, he was mm-hmm. martyred in your neck of the woods over in the Fort Worth uh, diocese is where he lost his life. Uh, let's pray for his soul. Uh, but you are in the cup, Father Juan Padilla is the correct answer. Next question. Um, I think this is easy. I think you got this, Monica. This might be the hardest question we have so far. Whew. If that's true, um, boy, hard questions have become super easy. Let's go with Adrian first. Adrian, can you tell me, are criminals who have been condemned to death eligible for extreme unction? I can tell you. For sure. Glad we got that covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this is how uh, your professors have been treated for four years. No, no, that was my answer. Oh, For sure. But you could tell me for sure. My answer is for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. Is the answer. The answer. Okay. Yes. Gee, I wonder what Rudy sure, will say. I.E. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see. Dynamic equivalency. Uh, Rudy, could you tell me, are criminals who have been condemned to death eligible for extreme unction? Maybe. I'm just kidding. Actually, no, they're not. Really? They deserve the worst. What? They deserve the millstone and dropped into the Mariana Trench. Are you sure? Yes. My answer is no. No. Well, I take it back, Monica. I feel like I've led you astray. This is actually a very tricky question. Uh, are criminals who have been condemned to death eligible for extreme unction? Rudy says no, but Adrian says sure. Or I.E. yes. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Monica, what say you? Well, I don't know what extreme unction is. However, I believe in mercy, and I'm hoping that we mercy thing. No, 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 the other one. No! I know. No. Oof. Yeah. I think that this is a complicated question is, that deserves it? more nuanced approach. I think we'll have to talk about this in the after show. But the correct answer is technically no, but a repentance and confession, how does that play a role in mm. all of that? We'd maybe talk about that in the after show, but technically the answer is no. 
Don't worry, Monica. Uh, this next one, we're definitely getting you in there for two. Uh, we're gonna go back to okay. uh, we're gonna go back to age or Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, are you ready? I am. I'm not sure now. I feel I feel very uh, jolted about that last one. Hmm. Hmm. Let's just see. Rudy, what is the term for an appearance of someone, either by a vision or a bodily manifestation, that is permitted by God? What do we call that? That is what's known as a holy specter. Unlike the mm. specter that we saw yesterday in the blasphemous image that China oh, tweeted. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Uh, this one is approved by God, permitted I by see. God. A holy specter, mm-hmm. you say. Interesting. Kind of like the specter gunships that America has. Kind of like what you see in Scooby-Doo. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me what is the term for an appearance of someone either by vision or bodily manifestation that is permitted by God? Mm, yes. So it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Blessed Virgin appearing places. Oh, and that is known that. as a Marian apparition. Apparition. So cut off the Marian say. part and it's an apparition. Okay. From the original uh, Greek, Hebrew, actually, Latin derivation. I don't know. I think probably does. Probably Latin, if I had to guess. All right, Monica, we're running out of time, but what is the term for an appearance of someone either by a vision or bodily manifestation? Adrian says it's called an apparition, but uh, Rudy says it's called a holy specter. 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Monica, what say you? Adrian! Well... Should one be that enthusiastic about admitting Adrian is correct, Monica? Truly, Monica is a brilliant, <sighs> brilliant young woman. Yes, I'm she sure. No doubt. She's very young, no doubt. very beautiful. No <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> God bless you, Monica. Thanks for having a laugh and playing our game. We really appreciate that. Uh, you're going to have to just see if it's God's holy will. If you should win, you'll have to tune in tomorrow. Thank you very much. I'll have a blessed day. You too, Monica. Wherever you're going, we'll be praying for you. That is going to do it for... I'm going to put you on hold, Monica, so don't go anywhere. But that's going to do it for the radio side. If you want to chat with us directly about the difficulty of our guest conversation or anything else, you get to decide that conversation in the chat box of our live video feeds linked up at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. The next hour is the after show, and we welcome you to it. Otherwise, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today, we celebrate the memorial of St. Louis, King of France. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Crown him with many crowns, the lamp upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns All music but its own Awake my soul and sing 
of him who died for thee, and hail him as thy matchless King through all eternity. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison. Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison. O God, who brought St. Louis from the cares of earthly rule to the glory of heavenly realm, grant, we pray, through his intercession, that by filling, fulfilling our duties on earth we may seek out your eternal kingdom. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. A reading from the beginning of the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, with all those everywhere who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I give thanks to my God always on your account for the grace of God bestowed on you in Christ Jesus, that in him you were enriched in every way with all discourse and all knowledge as a testimony to Christ was confirmed among you so that you are not lacking in any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will keep you firm to the end, irreproachable on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, and by him you were called to fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. The word of the Lord. I will praise your name forever, Lord. I will praise your name forever, Lord. Every day will I bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. His greatness is unsearchable. I will praise your name forever, Lord. Generation after generation praises your works and proclaims your might. They speak of the splendor of your glorious majesty 
and tell of your wondrous works. I will praise your name forever, Lord. They discourse of the power of your terrible deeds and declare your greatness. They publish the fame of your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your justice. I will praise your name forever, Lord. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Stay awake, for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. Who then is the faithful and prudent servant, whom the Master has put in charge of his household, to distribute to them their food at the proper time? Blessed is that servant, whom his Master on his arrival finds doing so. Amen, I say to you, he will put him in charge of all his property. But if that wicked servant says to himself, My master is long delayed, and begins to beat his fellow servants, and eat and drink with drunkards, the servant's master will come on an unexpected day, and at an unknown hour, and will punish him severely, and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Yesterday I was born, tomorrow I will be dead. I have one very brief moment today of which to decide what to do with my life. Such as time is so relative, it shows us that we have a brief moment called a lifetime, 70 years or 80 for those who are strong, or even shorter if you look at our Lord, to, to make a decision to give back to God. and. Stewardship is the idea that, the, based on the understanding that every single thing, every breath we receive, every beat of our heart, every spiritual or temporal gift is a gift from God. And we have to decide what to do with that gift in order to give it back to him. Now, for people like St. Louis, King of France, who had to, he was entrusted with all of France, you know, or entrusted with a great responsibility, this can be rather daunting. What do you do with all of that? Well, what did Jesus do? He gifted him his entire being as the second person of the Most Holy Trinity to the Virgin Mary. He gave himself to Our Lady, and he lived under her protection and even obeyed her, even followed her as a, as a child for 30 years. Now, if Jesus did that, I should imitate him because the greatest investment on your time, your money, your everything, your spiritual and temporal goods 
would be to invest it in the Blessed Virgin Mary, and you would be a good steward if you did that, because as St. Louis de Montfort says in True Devotion to Mary, it's the surest way, the quickest way, the safest way, the most fruitful way, and it's the way that Jesus himself chose. And so there's no better thing to do that. And what it is is giving all of your, consecrating it as if it didn't belong to you anymore. That is to do everything through, with, in, for, and by Jesus by doing everything through, with, in, for, and by Mary. And how do you do this is a constant self-emptying where you say, I don't know how to uh, love you, Jesus. I don't know how to love my neighbor. I empty myself and I ask our Blessed Mother for inter intercession. This is called consecration, and consecration means to be set aside for a holy purpose. And if you set aside everything that you do, even your interior life, how to pray, how to worship God, how to approach Him, and you, at every moment of the day of living that through, with, and for, and by Mary, then you're really going to be radically Christ-centered. That going to Mary only makes you more and more intensely focused on this brief life of yours, of what it's really for. So that when at the end of your life, when your life is weighed in the balance, and you know you, God asks you what did you do with what I gave you, like the, the other parable of returning, I giving one person one talent, five talents, and ten talents, you can say, I, I invested it and I made a good return. And that everything I've ever done and, and said and did was something that I gave for the total glory and honor and, and blessing of God. And the, the saints are the ones who shine in this the most. St. Joseph Colossans and St. Louis King of France, they, they were people who radically uh, turned every moment of their life over to God. Every decision, every con con uh, conversation, every, everything in their whole life. They said, okay, I'm, I'm turning this over to God for his glory and for his blessing. And if we follow the saints and follow our Blessed Virgin Mother, we too will be fruitful in this same way. Let us bring our petitions to the Lord. We pray for the whole church, that it may shine forth with the holiness of Jesus Christ. We pray that God would raise up saints of this generation. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our Holy Father, all bishops and priests, that they may serve joyfully as Jesus served. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for our government leaders. We pray for an end to abortion, same-sex unions, gender confusion, and human trafficking. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick, the suffering, the poor, the abandoned, the lost, the forsaken, and that we may respond to Jesus in his disguise of human misery. For this we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all of our beloved dead, that they may enter the Father's eternal glory. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal and blessed Father, we ask you to hear us, for we make these and all our petitions in the holy name of Jesus Christ, and through the powerful intercession of our blessed Mother Mary, as we pray. Hail Mary, full of, full grace, of grace, the Lord, the Lord is, is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen.
the King of love, my Shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am His, and He is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul He leadeth. And where the verdant pastures grow, with food celestial feedeth. Perverse and foolish oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and good of all his holy church. Through the present oblation, O Lord, which we offer in commemoration of St. Louis, King of France, bestow on your faithful, we pray, the gifts of unity and peace through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for you are praised in the company of your saints, and in crowning their merits you crown your own gifts. By their way of life you offer us an example. By communion with them you give us companionship by their intercession sure support, so that encouraged by so great a cloud of witnesses, we may run as victors in the race before us and win with them the imperishable crown of glory through Christ our Lord. And so with the angels and the archangels and with the great multitude of the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelia Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, Qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, 
and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. A mystery of faith, we proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we, who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son, and filled with his Holy Spirit, may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you, so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, with St. Louis, St. Joseph Colossans, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of all reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant, Francis our Pope, Michael our Bishop, the Order of Bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family, whom you have summoned before you in your compassion, O merciful Father. Gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world, to our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who are pleasing to you at their passing from this life. Give kind admittance to your kingdom, there we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Row him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Proceptis salutaribus moniti, et divin institutioni formati, audehemus dicere, Pater noster, qui es in celis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat renum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, 
Sicut in cello et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis odie, et imite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus, debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentacionem, se libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, and by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, quitolis peccatamudi, miserere nobis. On you stay, quitolis peccatamudi, miserere nobis. On you stay, quitolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. Communion Antiphon Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides, says the Lord. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and a desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you, amen. Jesus, my Lord, my God, my all, how can I love thee as I ought? 
shall revere this wondrous gift, so far surpassing hope or thought. Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Had I but Mary's sinless heart, with which to love thee, dearest King, Oh, with what bursts of fervent praise Thy goodness, Jesus, would I sing. Sweet sacrament, the adore, Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Sweet sacrament, we thee adore. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Oh, make us love thee more and more. Let us pray. May the sacrament we have received, O Lord, in commemoration of St. Louis, sanctify our minds and hearts, that we may merit to be made sharers of the divine nature through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Go in the peace of Christ. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Respond, ye souls, in endless rest, ye patriarchs and the prophets blessed. Alleluia, alleluia. <coughs> Thou, sanctify <coughs> the Lord. Alleluia. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. O friends, in gladness let us sing supernal anthems echoing. Alleluia, Alleluia. To The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. 
prayer of deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, Saint Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy that Thy peace always, in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Transmitting the treasures of our Catholic faith to your radio every day. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. I'm Dr. Katie Toe from St. 